0: Because social media is social. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by Floyd Jones. Floyd is the Director of Community and Partnerships for Give Butter, a digital resource that helps nonprofits with their fundraising. And Floyd, thanks for being with us on the Fundraising School's podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I had the delight of learning from Floyd at the AFP Icon Conference in 2023, his session on peer-to-peer fundraising. And Floyd, you've identified this important opportunity for nonprofits. How important is it for them not just to post marketing information and fundraising requests themselves on their own social media sites, but looking for the people who they know to do so on their social media sites? It's Absolutely of paramount importance. I always tell
1: organizations, especially organizations who are just getting started out, use peer to peer as an advantage. So many times we make fundraising a a singular uh, process, but I always say that fundraising is a team sport. Fundraising is a team sport, and fundraising is not about me, it's about we, right? And so when you have a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign, you are truly making it about your community, you're making it about we, and I promise you, you're going to see exponential growth as a result.
0: You know, Floyd, this all started with the Ice Bucket Challenge, right? It's been more than a decade now, and where peers asked peers to dump cold water on their heads, raise money for ALS, challenge others to do the same. And while that particular activity has not been replicated, the whole theme of asking your friends and peers to fundraise is the concept that we take away. What are some of the themes that you're trying to emphasize to nonprofits to get their peers, their friends, their donors, their followers to get those fundraising messages out into the public?
1: Yeah. So I have something called the four S's of success. When you're launching a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign, there are four S's of success. One is setting your intention. Two is sharing your story. Three is segmentation. And four is mobilize your supporters. So I can break that down uh, really quick. Yeah. So with setting your intention, it's so incredibly important before you do anything. It's understanding why you are doing what you are doing. I always say, what is your intention? Before I speak, before I talk, before I launch a campaign, I always start with what is my intention? In other words, how do you want people on the other side to feel when you're launching this campaign? So I'll give you a quick example. When I did my first ever uh, peer-to-peer fundraising campaign, I had no idea what I was doing. I said, is this going to be a campaign? I have no we had no Donor base. We were really just getting started. But I knew that my intention at the end of this entire thing was, how are we making, I worked for a free sports or uh, an organization that provided free sports for, for youth at the time. And I said, my intention is to make free sport, um, sports free for every single child in America, period. That's what I wanted to do. And I said, at the end of this campaign, I want people to feel like they're a part of this movement that we are building. So I want to break that down just, just to be clear. It wasn't about I want to reach X, Y, Z amount of dollars. It wasn't about I want to raise X, Y, Z amount of dollars by a certain date. It wasn't about I want to do a specific thing. It was I want people to be a part of this movement. And that is why it was so incredibly important is why it spread. Next is sharing your story. So another thing that really brought success to the campaign that I launched was I said, hey, Because we're providing free sports for youth, I want every single person to make a picture uh, on Giving Tuesday, make their profile picture a picture of them as a child playing a sport. And it went, it spread like wildfire. Okay. I had no idea if one person was going to do it. I didn't know if people were going to do it. And it spread like wildfire. Not only did all the volunteers that I asked do it, but people started commenting and saying, I remember when I played sports as a child. I remember when I played soccer, my child is playing this sport right now. They could immediately identify because I shared my story and I created space for other people to share their stories. Guess what happened? It throws something up in other people. And not only did we re- reach our goal. So our goal for that, campaign was reached $5,000. We raised over $30,000 from that first campaign, and I was blown away. And guess what that told me? Guess what that told me? It reminded me of exactly what I said at the beginning, that this campaign and this fundraising is not about me. It is about we, okay? If you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go together. And that is what peer-to-peer camping is all about, bringing other people to go with you. Next is about segmentation, so I always say not all donors are the same. No one donor is the same. And that is part of the problem, y'all. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me clear. Every single one of your donors is different and they should be addressed as so. You are not just looking at, I always say people are not your um, piggy banks. People are your partners, okay? People are your partners. They are not your piggy banks. And if someone is your partner, you need to walk with them. You need to talk with them. You need to know what they like. You need to know what they did. It's like, you need to know what makes them tick right? Because you are trying to go the distance. Another thing that I always say is your organization is a bridge. You're a bridge between where somebody is and where they desire to be. You're a bridge between where your donor is and the change they want to make in the world, right? So you have to understand how to segment your donors and act accordingly. So what does that mean in terms of your peer-to-peer campaign? It means that certain donors are only going to come to you for a specific event. And so you need to let them know, hey, it's time for our annual peer-to-peer campaign. Will you get involved and, and raise $20, right? Right. Some people want to they they decide they like to get involved by bringing their companies involved. Great. I, I remember when I started launching a peer to peer campaign, the first thing I um, someone told me was, hey, I don't fundraise, but my family has their own family foundation. Thank you so much. Here's exactly how you can get involved, right? You need to create a specific plan for specific people so they can show up the way that they desire to show up. And another thing that that's clear before I go to my last topic is so many organizations say, hey, we have this one goal. This is the one way that you can get involved. Make sure you send your check in by XYZD. But what if they don't want to give by check? What if they want to give by Venmo? What if they want to give by Apple Pay? What if they want to do text to donate, right? That's why I love GiveButter because we give you a plethora of opportunity and a plethora of options, but it's so incredibly important to meet your donors where they are at, not where you want them to be. Let me say that again. You need to meet your donors where they are at and not where you want them to be right and then the last thing and that leads to my last point is mobilizing your supporters peer to peer campaign fundraising is all about your peers right so every time i launch a fundraising campaign i don't say i don't always only just to a fundraising goal i say hey this is my this is my fundraiser goal I want to know how many fundraisers can I actually mobilize? Because I know that if I grow from year to year, I'm reaching success. Because that means I have more people who are invested into this, more people who are going to put time into this, more people who are going to put their heart and their passion and their their, 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 their um, money behind this, right? So that is so incredibly important. Mobilizing your, your supporters. If some people say, okay, well, how do I even find fundraisers? I always say you have to look at who are your biggest advocates? Who are your cheerleaders? And who are the people who are most engaged? A couple ways to find this who's opening up your email? When you send an email, who's opening up your email? Who's responding to your email, right? Who's responding and making a comment on social media? Who's sharing your post on social media? I always say that the people who support you the most will make themselves known. People are asking to get involved. This is the same thing that goes in life, right? People want to be involved. People want to be connected with you. People are always asking to be a part of it, but the question is, are you listening? So for your next peer-to-peer campaign, ask yourself, am I listening? And if I'm listening, what am I hearing? And if I'm hearing something, how will I respond?
0: That share, segment, and identify your supporters. And and Floyd, it's so intuitive, people aren't going on to social media necessarily to find a nonprofit to donate to. They're looking for their friends. And they're looking for their family members. And they want to see those photos. And they want to see those videos. It sure makes a lot of sense that, you know, if I'm the nonprofit and I'm the professional fundraiser, I can still ask on our social media platform. But since people are going online to find the people who they know, Mm. this is a way it sounds like to utilize those relationships to help raise financial support and other types of support for our nonprofit organization. 100%. Again, people
1: give to people. At the end of the day, people give to people. And so if I know you and I care about you and I see what you're doing, I'm more apt to get involved in support as a result.
0: And Floyd, another aspect of your answer that I so much appreciated was, you know, kind of gone are the days where we just have a website. We just Mm. have an Instagram account for our nonprofit or whatever the case might be. Can you just emphasize that point a little bit more about needing to analyze the engagement on our accounts, including email, uh, because that's really where digital fundraising is today. Not just having the presence, but seeing who's engaging with us. Oh, my goodness.
1: Thank you for asking that question. Let me be clear, y'all. Followers do not equal funds. Let me say that again. Followers do not equal funds. I see so many nonprofits, so many organizations saying, well, I don't have 10,000 followers. How do we launch a campaign like this? When we when I launched my first campaign, we did not have a thousand followers. Okay, but we guess what we did have. We had faith. We had heart and we were willing to do the work. OK, and guess what? I promise you, when you look at the data behind the dollars, only a small percentage is going to come directly from the social media. A majority of it's going to come when people actually make the ask, right? When you're on social media, I always say you put it on social media when you already did the groundwork, right? You already reached out to your people. You have your fundraisers mobilized. You went through email and all the different stuff. You call them on the phone, whatever it might be. So I always say the uh, tracking your engagement, but most importantly, getting people who are most engaged with what you're doing is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck
0: and it is true across generations floyd as we just saw from the giving by generations report from the giving Mm -hmm. institute all four generations x millennial uh, boomer and generation z uh, more than half uh, of them in each generation are all giving online the lowest percentage not surprisingly uh are the boomers at 61 percent wow still at 61 percent still so high And they they also make the uh, most gifts online each year at 8. And so again, we're not just talking about Z, we're not just talking about millennials, we're talking about all generations now online with opportunities to donate and volunteer and support your nonprofit organization. Floyd Jones is the Director of Community and Partnerships for GiveButter. And we're going to have a link uh, to a website where GiveButter has a free toolkit to help you implement this type of information. Uh, That'll be in the show notes. And also, uh, this is the type of information that we're covering in the fundraising schools uh, courses that lead to a certificate in digital fundraising. You take three courses, three hours each, all online. See what we did there? If you can't take the course online, probably can't fundraise online. So come online, earn that certificate, and those are amongst the 22 public courses that we have, one of the four certificates that we deliver. We also have custom training. Uh, we do offer our courses in person, but also synchronous and asynchronous in the online format. We have our quarterly webinars, these free podcasts, and of course, everything summarized in our book, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition, all on our website at philanthropy.iui.edu forward slash the Fundraising School. Grateful for our guests today, Floyd Jones of Give Butter, our producers, Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill cabbage and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm-hmm.